Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. I'm Larry. And I'm Vince. Welcome to the show where we talk all things cryptid, Sasquatch, aliens, hauntings, and anything paranormal you would like to share with us. You can reach us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. So settle in, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Cryptic Crossroads. We're back here doing it once again. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CCR 505 Studios. That's right. We're back and we're doing it for you. As I say, we're back for the attack. That's right. Anyway, I think tonight we're going to talk about Sasquatch again. Yeah. Well, we've been uh, watching documentaries. Uh, there seems to be a, a lot of new ones on YouTube or... Right. Are the other uh, streaming services we talked about, such as Tubi. If you don't have Tubi, get it. It's free. You know, you have to watch some ads, but it's not too bad. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tolerate a few ads for free content. <laughs> right. Exactly. But uh, there seems to be a lot on there now that we haven't seen. There is. I, I mean, they're always updating it. And you know what? There's so many people out there in, that are doing like Sasquatch documentaries or or videos just talking about it. It. It is the topic of the day. It is a hot topic today. Right. And uh, the latest one you sent for me to watch, I noticed at the opening credits that it was edited by one of the people who did the other ones with the small town monsters. Right. So there's some kind of... Well, well this, the, that one, we're talking the subterranean? Yeah. That one is part of small town monsters. Oh, okay. I was wondering because yeah. I saw some of the same names. Yeah. No, no. Uh, it's... So if... And we're talking about uh, small town monsters, The Ridge. And this series, The Ridge, it has not just the one I sent my brother, but if you log on or if you do a search on YouTube, it has more than one... Uh, and it, it's like, to me, I think they just branched off and it's another, you know, uh, documentary for Sasquatch that goes on and on and on. I think there's 15 episodes on this under the ridge. Right. And uh, the one we saw was called Subterranean Sasquatch. Right. That, that's the one. We're going to talk about that briefly tonight. And it, it was interesting. It really was because we've talked about the theory that, you know, People always say that these creatures are subterranean, that they live in caves or they travel through caves. And, uh, you know, they brought up some good points in this documentary. Right. <clears throat> now, before we get started, I was on the phone on the way over here and someone from back home, uh, they, they just asked me a question. What, what nationality is Sasquatch? And I, I told them they got to be First Nations, Native American, because they've been here since since recorded history with the native americans right and i would i would say that's that's a fair assumption yeah yeah and uh somebody also somebody in the background said uh yeah in in russia they they go by a different name and what are they there i said well they're russian there i guess but yeah. uh, i said even here they there's so many names i think every native american tribe has a different name for them it's just sasquatch or bigfoot is what's stuck Right, and, and and if you all do your research and you see where the name Bigfoot came from, you know it, it's, 
it was just placed on because of the size of the feet. Right. But the, you're right. The tribes do have, every tribe has a name for this creature. Right. But anyway, just, just so you know, well, that, that's just a theory, though. We, don't, we haven't really asked one. No, we haven't. And if we ever have a chance, trust me, we will ask one. <laughs> I, I know one that I'm pretty sure this one is, a, a, I don't know if he's Native American, but... Uh, he sure loves them. Yep. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking I, about. I, <laughs> I do. <laughs> and anyway, some of, the, some of the theories on the subterranean Sasquatch. Now, this one was filmed in Pennsylvania. And there's a lot of uh, abandoned coal mines in Pennsylvania. Yes. And they were talking about, you know, they weren't talking about, they were uh, interviewing witnesses that have been into these abandoned mines and have ha had encounters with these creatures, uh, whether it be just vocalizations or face-to-face, -face, right. you know. And, and they were also out in the field looking for evidence. Uh, now, a, a lot of things they found was you'll find like hidden, uh, like a section that was dug out, a big section. And uh, I, I'm not sure, you know, it could be maybe a hide for a Sasquatch or it could be a deer blind. It, it could be. They, they were out in the middle of nowhere, though. And they even right. uh, explored a few caves. Right. And some of the structures that they were seeing out there, I mean, the middle of nowhere, who, who's going to take the time to build those or why would you even do that? Right. And some of those caves and some of those uh, structures that were dug out, it's funny because the entrances were camouflaged. You had to really look close or almost know they were there. Right. Right. Now, there was no proof of anything going in and out, no tracks. So that's why I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence about this subterranean stuff. Right. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. It would explain a lot of uh, things like when they're tracking one, how they disappear or like sometimes on some of the investigations, they'll catch them on thermal and then they're gone. They disappear. And right. uh, like I said, some of these caves, these entrances <clears throat> to these places, they're camouflaged so they could go down and you would see a bush. You would never know they're there. Well, I, and, you know, since we saw this documentary, there's been a lot going on in the weather, and, and I'm going to bring up the weather going on in California. The southern part's getting flooded. The northern part's getting hammered with snowfall and record amounts of snowfall. If I remember correctly, the last time I was keeping track of it, the Sierras had six feet of snow pack. Now, that's a lot of snow, a lot of snow. And, of course, southern, they're getting flooded, landslides, everything. So I started to think, well, with that much snow, what does the wildlife do? In particularly, the Sasquatch. It would make sense that they would take cover in a cave or somewhere where they would be protected from uh, six foot of snow. Who up that high in the Sierra Nevadas is going to survive six feet of snow? Right, right. And uh, you know if you get into a cave... If you block the wind, that's ha you won half the battle there, stay right. warm. Right, yeah. I mean, that cave, and depending on how many are in that cave, because it's a proven fact, if you got more than one body in an enclosed area, you're going to put off heat and you're going to stay warm. Right. Uh, the other thing is, you know, nutrients, food. Uh, how would they survive? Would they have to ride it out or... Would they tunnel out? You know, so many questions go through my mind. How would these creatures survive with all that snowfall up there? 
I would imagine that they, uh, I don't know, it'd be hard to get through six feet of snow. It would. Well, I mean, the deer and elk, they obviously can do it. Well, yeah, uh, and I think the deer and elk are smart enough once the snow starts getting too deep, they're going to come to the lower elevations. Right. Would these creatures do the same, or would they go back to what we're talking about, subterranean refuge? I would imagine that they would follow the food source. You'd almost have to. Um, I, I don't believe they hibernate like bears. Right. No, I, I don't believe that either. And uh, if you hear the stories from a lot of witnesses, they don't have the body fat to survive hibernating anyway. Right. They yeah. said most of them are lean and muscular. Lean and muscular. So, and if you're lean and muscular, then you're going to need a high calorie intake. Right. There again, if everything's covered under the snow... You're, you're, you you may have to follow the food chain. Right. And I mean, even if they follow the food chain to lower elevations, uh, there could be, uh, like you said, abandoned coal mines. There could be caves or ones they, they dug out themselves. Right. All they would need is a little cave so a couple of them could get in there and they would stay warm. Right. And that would uh, make a good ambush for a deer or an elk or it, it would it would but no at you know and that's it's just my thinking of you know when thinking about what's going on up in california all that snowfall i immediately started thinking wow we know that that's one of the hot spots and there's many sightings up in that area how are these creatures going to survive that now, I don't think this is the first time that kind of snowfall has happened up there. So I know they know how, but how do they do it? Right. Now, who knows? There might be something else they eat because the the, deer, the wildlife, right. they know what to eat during these times. So yeah. maybe the Sasquatch have another part of their diet that nobody knows about. I, I mean, that's possible. I mean, they're masters of the forest. So right. they, they probably know that there's more sustenance out there than... If we were out there, we'd be looking for what we know, fish, or, berries. Or they could go to a river, you know, when it gets cold, right. the fish slow down, they could just pluck them. Yeah, they, they can. I said pluck them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go again with my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. It's it's. There's just more unanswered questions, and those questions just cause more questions it, it does i mean you start you can go down a rabbit hole if you start thinking about things like this and it's going to lead to one question after another and we'll never have definite answers unless we're part of the clan that lives out right in the wild or, and unless some unless we have a sasquatch here that could speak our language and tell us how it's done and what they do well, I, it's all I asked one, and he said, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you later. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, with the, the way these Sasquatch live and survive, um, it, it depends on who you're talking to. Everyone has a different theory, but that's it. It's just a theory, you know. It is. Just because maybe somebody saw one coming out of a cave don't mean they live there. Right. I mean, they could have been in there looking for something to eat. and Or just like humans, they may be curious like we are. We see a cave, we're like, oh, what's in there? Yeah. Now, on this documentary, the caves, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of evidence in there. Some of them had some bones. Right. What, what I found interesting, though, is when they're walking through the woods, there was uh, deer parts up in trees. Yeah. Now, by the time they got there, there was just bones, you know, bones up in trees. So I don't know if the whole carcass was thrown up there. And their theory was the Bigfoot, after they make a kill, they store it in a tree where no one else could get to it. Right. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. 
But there again, you know, it, that's a good theory. But if if they leave that tree with the carcass in it too long, uh, while well, we know bears, bears may they, they may get it. Uh, mountain lion, mountain lion can get up and get it. So, but the way they showed that the skull on the bone, you know, it was just a skull up in the tree and. Right. Makes you think. Right. Now, if it was just the bones already, everything rotted off, you know, a human could have thrown the bone up there. But see, we, we don't know how they got there or right. if there was a, a carcass up there. But if they do put their keels in a tree, I would imagine they stay pretty close. I, to I, I would think so because it's it's their food. Right. And uh, <clears throat> here, especially in our area, the bears ain't too big, so... I don't no. think they would challenge a Sasquatch. Yeah, and, you know, bears bears ain't really going to try and sniff out. They're going to go for what they know first, which is like berries and grubs and, you know, things first. They're going to go for that first. Unless they're really, really hungry, then I could see them, you know. But there's other animals that if there's a carcass up there and as it's decaying, they're going to go toward it. Unless it's in the winter where it's cold, and then you know that's gonna slow down the the decay process. Right. But how many creatures could actually take it out of the tree other than a bear? Uh, now, well, I, I don't know. Did, did they say there was no mountain lions up there? I, see, and it, I, I can't remember if they said that. Well, or not. It's it's in Pennsylvania, so I don't know. I don't know exactly what type of wildlife they have in their forests. I just know it's up near Canada, and they they do have thick forests up there. Right, right. But uh, other than a bear and a mountain lion, I don't know anything else big enough to climb the tree and get a deer carcass out. No, I don't, I don't either. Now, one interesting thing that they showed was uh, the rock in the tree. Yeah. Now, they estimated the rock to be about 70 pounds. Right. And what was it, 12 feet up in the tree? It was 12 feet up, and it was adjacent to, like, a cliff where there was a rock structure, like it had been thrown off and it got caught in the tree or but nonetheless who's going to be out in the middle of the forest throwing that big of a boulder i mean you couldn't even throw that nope and uh you'd need a uh, some some kind of hoisting system but why would you go through all that trouble just to put a rock just, in a tree exactly that was puzzling to me once i saw that i was like holy crap and can and you don't want to be under that rock if it cracks the branches, it's gonna kill you. Right. It was a big rock up just set in a tree. Yeah. And uh, you know, on that documentary, another interesting point that they were talking about was uh they find these partial deer carcasses and uh they they think it was a Bigfoot feeding because they still had the head. Right. Now, one thing they said was, Oh, if it was a hunter, he would take the head, but right. If it's not a trophy deer or elk, they're not going to take the head. Why would they? No. No, they won't. I, I mean, uh, hunters usually leave the head on, but, but hunters take the carcass with them. Right. Un unless if they're going to do it in the field, then what they found in the field wouldn't be there because they're going to, one, they're going to skin it because they don't want the skin. It'll be skinned, first of all, and then they'll partial it off. You know, the, the hind quarter, the legs, the ribs, as they do it. The, the last thing that would be there would be intestines and the head. Right. Everything else would basically right. be gone. Especially that far up where 
they couldn't get a vehicle or something, they would right. quarter it to where they could pack out whatever they could. That's right. Um, and, so, uh, and they would take that, and chances are they wouldn't even come back because I have friends that are hunters. They said when they get their kill, whatever they could carry out, a lot of times they go back and the coyotes are already on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, and and that's how it is because you got the wildlife, so you do take what you could quarter out and then you're gone. You're not going to go back because 90% of the time, it's either not going to be there or, like you said, other wildlife, they've had at it. Um, but the way they found these creatures, and, and they said some of the only portions taken out were the vital organs. Right. Uh, for high protein. And we've heard that several times that when they make a kill, that's what they take. And us humans, we take the hindquarters, the legs, everything. We use all the meat. We tend to throw away the vital organs. Right. Now, see, that's that's another one of those things about the vital organs because they said they found kills with just the organs missing. Right. But I've heard stories uh, where they like a forest ranger has seen the Sasquatch rip the legs off and stuff and take them. Right. I, I mean, that's possible. To me, it depends on what the need is, you know, because I've heard a lot of stories that the kill was just for the vital organs, the liver, the heart, which high protein. It, if, if you're a hunter like me, I like the heart. I like the liver, but not <coughs> everyone does. They think, oh, that's gross, but... But that's the most nutritious part of the animal. Right. Now, maybe uh, during the summer where they don't want to pack on so much fat to be hot, maybe, right. maybe that's when they just take the vital organs just to sustain them. Right. In the winter, they might need more food because the meals will be more spread apart. So maybe that's when they eat more of the animal. I uh, don't know. That's just a guess. It is. Like we said, it's all theoretical. But, and I could see that happening because in the winter, it's, you, you're going to have to take what you could get because in the summer, you got berries, you got nuts, you got everything growing in the spring and summertime. But in the winter, everything is dormant and dead. Yeah. So you're going to have to take as much protein to sustain yourself, especially if, like they say, these creatures are big, muscular creatures. Everyone knows muscular people need more protein to keep the machine running. Right, right. Um, but that's a good point because, yeah, in the summer, they may just say, well, we just need the high protein. We'll leave the rest for the coyotes. Yeah, yep. That's a theory, but it makes sense. It, it does because they take the high protein, and in the summer, they have the fish, everything. They have everything else. Right. Now... Another part of the documentary, uh, I don't think it was related to Sasquatch. I don't. It could be, but did you see the dead hog in the field? Yes. I okay. <laughs> this guy came across, uh, he was driving, and down below in the field, there was a, a dead animal. He was wasn't sure at first, so he went down there. His wife didn't want to go, so she was up top snapping pictures, and it turned out to be a dead hog. Now, the hog was intact, except... It was like somebody cut the front of the face off. Right. They they took out, was it the brain? Yeah, there was nothing in the, the brain. brain cavity. The, it, it was like a precision cut on. But but everything right here was missing. You yeah, could just yeah. see the skull and the contents of the brain was taken out. The, the nasal portion was all showing. The brain was gone. And But what did they do? They went back a few days later and it was gone. And he said when he went there the first time that there was blood everywhere where the animal had bled. Right. And when they went back, the, the body was gone. 
And there was no signs it was even there. All the blood was gone, too. It, it was cleaned up. Now, now, I found that to be, like, really strange because I'm like, if it was just an animal, a predator, they're not going to clean up the blood. That, that hog would have been a mess, chunks taken out of everything. So I thought about that, and I'm like, that puzzled me because they did show a picture of the, the face where it, the brain's gone, the nasal cavities exposed, the mouth. Right. And I was like, that, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I thought that reminded me of like where we had cattle mutilations yes. here. Yeah. Where there were precision cuts, and I was like, well, was this alien? And then later, you know, if it was coyotes or something, that animal would still be there. But Or there would be uh, signs. Signs, right. But the whole thing was gone, and the blood was cleaned up, and yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that. If it was coyotes, a mountain lion or something, there would still be parts of the carcass, maybe pieces of bone. Of course. And, yeah. of course, that blood would still be there. Right. See that that's what puzzled me is the blood was gone from the floor. That's and you're right. That's the that's the thing that made me think the most like wh what what happened? Who cleans up blood especially for an animal kill? Right. Even hunters they're like leave it. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know it's biodegradable. Right? But no, when they said it was like it never happened, that was puzzling. Now yeah. now that's a mystery. Yep, that's some uh, stuff for uh, oh, that, that ranch. What is it? Oh, Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. ranch <laughs> they've had the same kind of things, but actually cattle mutilations, they've happened all over the country. Well, and, and you know, we did mention the, the UFO topic. Even this documentary started talking about that some of the people that have had their encounters with this creature in Pennsylvania, they did see UFOs, some... Some witnesses saw UFOs and Sasquatches at the same time. So they brought that. Is there a connection again? Now, I don't believe that they're extraterrestrial. I believe they are terrestrial. They are flesh and blood. They're of this earth. But so many people have witnessed UFO activity and then had a Squatch sighting. Or vice versa. Had a Squatch sighting and have UFO activity. Now, <clears throat> when we go out to our spot... There'll be times where we, we hear the activity, you know, they're usually in the distance, but you could hear the noises, you could hear the screams. And right. now we can't be a hundred percent sure because we didn't have a face-to-face -face encounter. But in my mind, there's nothing else in these forests that make those noises. No. But we've also seen uh, activity up in the sky. Now, are they related? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so either, but, you know, they people try and tie them in together. I just think it's coincidence. Right. Now, now they even say they've seen portals. Well, here's, here's the thing. Do you remember the gentleman that was talking and he said when they started looking up at the sky and he said, we were looking at a star and he said, wait, it can't be a star because that star's moving. We've done the same thing. Right. We said, look, look what, well, no, that can't be a star. It started moving. And they zoom off, they zigzag, they do things that a star can't do, or right. a satellite. Right, right. Now, now, even with something like that, is that extraterrestrial, or is that something that our government has that they're hiding? Well, and that's the same question they ask, and we don't know. Uh, all I know is I'm going to say it's a 
the correct term today is a U, what is it, UAP? UAP? Yeah. It's UAP because we seen it moving, we didn't hear a sound, but we don't know what it was. Right. And I'm just going to say this. If our government does have that technology, uh, what are we worried about? Why are we trying to do concessions with other countries, trying to curb their nuclear technology? Right. Now, if you follow these new fighters that are coming out, these sixth generation sixth or whatever, gen- now right. people claim that they have uh, alien technology on them. If they do, okay, so let, let's go to the recent movie, uh, the the Top Gun recent movie. With, Maverick. Uh, yeah, Maverick with Tom Cruise. That fighter jet that they test in the beginning of the movie, that is real technology that the United States has. So if we have that, okay, if that's the best we have, then these, what we're seeing in the sky, we're not there yet. Right. No. Right, but uh, w- what they do have out there that the public sees, right. just like when that, uh, that aircraft slid off the aircraft carrier, right. we were in quite a, a rush to get it before any other country. Well, of course, because we, we always claim to have the latest and greatest technology. But I will say there's been UFO documentaries and people who have been involved with the reverse engineering of UFOs that say we have ours that are built by us and they have theirs. So when we're out in the forest and we see this activity, my question is, and we always ask each other, ours or theirs? Right, and uh, we're surrounded by military bases here. Uh, Kirtland Air Force Base is a big one uh, in Los Alamos. Alamos. We we all know what came out of Los Alamos. Right, White Sands Missile Base down. Right, Right. the Trinity site. Right, and so, you know, uh, that's why we ask ours or theirs, but um, I don't know. I could just say we've seen some crazy stuff in the sky. But back to the Bigfoot, you know, um, it, it always ties in. And I don't know why. Once you get onto the Bigfoot conversation, someone's always going to say, well, they're alien because they've had a UFO encounter when they've had a sighting. Right. And like I said, people have claimed to have seen them go into portals or people ask, well, why do the tracks just disappear? And like we talked about, right. you know, they use the bushes right. or why can't they climb a tree and hop to a couple of different trees and take off in a different direction? And, and I have seen some videos or, and I've heard of, of, I've heard some eyewitness accounts where they say they did see them in trees. Right. And, you know, and everyone says, well, this creature is like 800, 700, 800 pounds. How could a tree support them? Well, if he uses their, if they use their muscles most of their weight is going to be focused on the tree that they're holding. It's like a gymnast. Why can that 200-pound man say, just stay suspended on those rings indefinitely until he runs out of or is exhausted? It's the same principle. Right, right. And not only that, even in uh, most, most forests, even thinly forests, Forest, forest, forest. There's going to be trees big enough to support them. Yeah, of course. And I did see there was. I'm, I'm going to say this was about three, four months ago. I did see a picture of someone that was taking pictures, and supposedly it was one just sitting up in a tree. Do you remember that one? It was in California. Yeah. 
And this creature was just like sitting on a branch, sitting up there. And they're like, take a closer look. And it did look like a huge Sasquatch just sitting in a tree. So if they could do that, why couldn't they go from tree to tree like primates? Right. Right. And if you see a lot of these pictures or these videos where they're in trees, um, <clears throat> I, I don't think regular people have the budget to make a suit that realistic. Uh, I'm sure Hollywood could do it, but still they need to use some sort of CGI with it. Right. Some kind of electronics because, you, you, you know, that's just a big budget. And even with the suits, like the state-of-the-art gorilla suits, you could tell the difference. You can. And I have technology that's where I could edit videos and do certain things, but for the layman, no, it's going to take... And why would you spend that much money to, to do a hoax? You're not going to get no money out of it. Right. I mean, some people say, oh, yeah, we will do it. You could tell the hoaxes. The hoaxes are easy to spot. Yeah, they're, they're very easy. Right. But some of these pictures that we see or some of the videos, it's like, I okay. Everyone's like every every video Sasquatch is grainy. Well, I'll tell you what, there's more and more videos now that are getting clearer and clearer. Right, as the cell phone cameras are getting better, so right. videos and pictures. Yeah, they are. So my thing is these creatures are real, they're out there. Uh, yeah, I, I know they're real. Um as far as their their habitat, their lifestyle, if they're out of, from other worlds, I don't know, other dimensions, I don't know. Right. No, we, we don't know. I just think that they are terrestrial. Um, you know, we get the theories that they're extraterrestrial and they're taken up on spaceships or dropped off because you see a spaceship, then you see a squatch. No, I don't. Um, I, I've done enough research where I, I'm, I'm going to put my money that they're flesh and blood and they're of this earth. Right. I, I believe the same thing. Yeah. Uh, now, maybe UFOs look at them like they do us. They're like, these hairless ones, we're going to probe. These big ones, we're going to probe. So maybe they're trying to abduct them as well. I mean, right. Now, with the human abductions, they usually come and get the humans. And, right. And maybe if they want to abduct the Sasquatch, that's when you see the portals because they might be a little harder to control. So maybe it's some kind of capturing it, it it could be and and of course they'd be harder to control the they're like 10 times stronger than us 10 times our weight right so yeah i mean you try and put that person in the drunk cell <laughs> right right yeah no but but it's there's interesting theories out there this was an interesting documentary and i think i'm gonna look at more of these documentaries by small town monsters which is called The Ridge. You can find it on YouTube. Check it out for yourself. Uh, Small Town Monsters doesn't pay us to push their content. I just think that they're, they're on the cutting edge because these people really want to find the truth out. Right, and, and they do good work. They have uh, good documentaries, and they're out there in the field. Right. They're, they're not somebody just uh, sitting at home pushing a theory. or. No, they're, they're not just interviewing witnesses and saying, well, what do you think these creatures are? Right. They're out there doing it. And we're going to find them in the caves in the Hamas. That's right. We go out there and we're still going to go out there because uh, we're back up and running now. That's right. All right. But if we find them, 
if we don't get scared, we're going to get some good video. We're going to get some good that. video and pay-per-view. You'll be the first. <laughs> that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's right. Anyway, that's our theory tonight, subterranean Sasquatches. Do your own research. Tell us what you think. You got our email address on the outro of our YouTube videos. Our email's right there. For those of you that are just listening via podcast, whatever platform you're listening, it's cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. One word. Anyway, let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And be sure to reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.